It's your Thursday morning. Welcome along once again to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio. The team are standing by and ready to broadcast also. We've got Matt Dyson, Emma Jones and Glenn Moore. Good morning, guys. Morning. Hello. So um, I had something brought into my world yesterday that I didn't realise existed, um, and that was a state-of-the-art clothes horse. Did you know that clothes horses came in different <laughs> grades from standard to state-of-the-art? No, yeah. Did you know that? Is this, is this <laughs> like one of those heated ones? Is it the clothes dryer, the heated clothes dryer thing? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, so there's another level above this one, Matt. Thanks for that. I feel like I've yeah. gone on business class, and now I've realised there's a first class. Um, yeah, we've, got, we've very much got the business class of clothes horses at the moment. Uh, we're very excited because... Because it's one of those, it's like the last thing that you buy. And we've now been in the new house for like nearly two years. And we're still putting our wet clothes over the back of the sofa. And that just won't do. So um, <laughs> Sarah Jane uh, got a clothes horse. And my word, what a clothes horse. Um, metallic, easy fold. You just pop that little bad boy up and it's ready to go. And then you just took two little clips, bang, easy to store away. So, um, oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, well, thanks, Glenn. Yeah, this is the no, I'll tell you what, what you're looking for. I don't know if yours has got this. The best thing you can have on a clothes horse is in the top corners of each of the four corners for clothes horse. It's got holes where you can put coat hangers and hang shirts to dry. Oh, that's the real diamond yeah, in the rough. That's next oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go and have a closer little look at this so-called state-of-the-art clothes run. Make sure I've got holes in it. Oh, no, um, I don't want to burst your bubble, Dave. <laughs> It's got no holes. That's going to be me on my knees after the show, looking up to the sky going, it's got no holes. And Sarah Jane's going to be like, you've spoken to Glenn again, haven't you? (laughs) Right, coming up next, we've got your chance to win yourself a Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. It's your Thursday morning and listening to a breakfast show that has a mug and we like to give those away willy-nilly. They are fully sanitised and once we're all allowed to return to the office where we store them, we will be sending them out as soon as possible. And all you need to do to get your hands on one is demonstrate any kind of show knowledge. And yesterday, well, we took a deep dive on James Milner. He sounds like he's doing an impression of Paul Gambaccini. Your lockdown top 10 chart this Sunday. At 10, we have Marshmallow. At 9, dropping 2, Pussycat Dolls. At 8, with the re-entry, we have Meat Loaf. Yeah, that's James Milner wow. in his own house. <laughs> it really does sound like him. It's so strange. So there we go. That was us looking at James Milner's social media and, of course, the social ammunition we were returning before 7am this morning. But right now, all you need to do to win a mug is answer this question. At which football club did James Milner begin his career? At which football club did James Milner begin his career as a footballer? Get in touch, you can win yourself a mug. It's Thursday morning, we're right now. There is yet another opportunity for, get, for you to get your hands on a Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug resplendent in black ceramic. And joining us right now on line one is Lee. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, team. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Lee, welcome along to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, not too bad, thank you very much. What are you up to? Anything exciting? Um, just working from home, like most people are, I think, at the moment, so... You're not wrong. I sent an email yesterday and because I'm not very good at the abbreviations of this all. And instead of putting WFH, I put WTF, um, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an error. Um, so, Lee, you're on to win a mug. If you were to win the mug, where would you keep it? What would you do with it? 
Uh, well, definitely for working at home would be brilliant, so I can be drinking more tea and stuff when I'm doing all my work, so that would come in very handy. Marvellous stuff. All you need to do is tell us at which football club did James Milner begin his footballing career? Leeds. It is Leeds United. Congratulations. You have won yourself that cup. Great having you on the show, Lee. Continue success working from home. We'll speak to you very soon. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Cheers, Lee. Bye now. Uh, yeah, James Milner began his career with Leeds. He was a season ticket holder there as a young lad. He moved on to Swindon Town, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Man City and, of course, Liverpool. He also has 61 caps for England. And Manuel Pellegrini, who managed Milner at Man City, described him as the most complete English player in the modern game. Wow. Matt, your response to that? <laughs> yeah, shocking. I mean, he is quite. He has quite had quite a resurgence of late. He's got a very, uh, very, very, quite, very good all-rounder. Really, he can play at fullback and all sorts. But I think it's his impression of Paul Gambaccini that stays with him the most. <laughs> when, when he says complete English player, does he mean like as in he is complete, or in he's completely English, as in like never gets further in the quarterfinals? He's pure. He's a pure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's that the James. He's so English. <laughs> um, so there we go. There'll be another chance for you to win a mug coming up next week here on the show it's your thursday good morning my dear friends you join us just in time to find out what on earth is going on out there yeah you've guessed it it's time for matt dyson and his social ammunition matt okay first a few headlines for you Uh, there's a man on reddit who's revealed a life hack for cooling down pizza he runs it under his cold tap in the kitchen sink and then he sits around just the, the video that, that I watched. They don't want to bog you down with details. So you get an oven pizza and since he was a student he went he wanted to cool it down, he just put it under the cold tap. Just why just would you ridiculous. want to cool it down? Just eat it while it's hot. No 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 yeah, pizza mouth is, the, is the, so. one of the worst yeah. injuries you can sustain as a human being. And it, <laughs> when you burn the roof of your mouth on pizza, the worst yeah. thing is not only does it hurt now, but you know it's gonna hurt for days. Days yeah, and days. Right, uh, the other, the other big story for you. Can is... Can I interject very quickly, Matt Sorry. Dyson? I, I yeah. hate interjecting during the social ammunition, but no, surely this do. guy should invest in some kind of spritzer instead of running it under a kitchen tap. Perhaps you could just get a little bit of that, like a little gentle dusting on top of hairdresser, a cooling water, or just the bowl. You know, at the table, he can have a little bowl that's like a dipping, like a dipping bowl. Just dipping bowl of water. It's sophisticated. Some iced water. Yeah, he could do it in a much better way. To be fair, to be fair, I do make toast by just running bread under the hot tap. <laughs> Works a charm, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> so that's one of the stories. I was only going to touch on that briefly, but who'd have thought it would spark so much? Uh, the other, the other, one of the other big stories. I've got a lot to get through here. A woman has been fined uh, in Quebec for breaking a COVID curfew by walking her husband on a lead and claiming <laughs> that he, <laughs> claiming that he was a dog because oh. uh, they have a you have to stay indoors between eight pm and five am there at the moment to stop the spread. And, but only dog walkers are allowed out during that time. So she put a lead on her dog, on her husband, and just said, "What are you on about, police? He's a dog." And they, they he took fired. things too far when he pooed on the street, though, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he did. Uh, I don't even think a, he had a costume. horrible suspicion. I've got a horrible suspicion that that's just something that the couple are into. And when the police stopped them, they were like, "I was trying to." <laughs> Change lockdown rules. Yeah, exactly. And actually, yeah. in secret, like, but in reality, it's the thing that saved our marriage. <laughs> he can't speak to you. He can't even remember the safe word, officer. <laughs>
And uh, one other story for you this morning. You know the this FM uh, signal uh, that came from Jupiter? It was in the news uh, a couple of days ago. Um, this, it's an amazing story from space. So um, Jupiter's moon Ganymede, uh, right? The spacecraft Juno has picked up this FM signal coming from Jupiter, which sounds amazing, doesn't it? Like this could be the first ever communication from alien life forms. But I mean, I don't. The scientists are saying it probably isn't. But I don't know if you've heard the audio. They managed to track down the audio um, of this FM signal. There's a a lot of interference on it, um, as you'd imagine, because it's coming all the way from Jupiter. But uh, we've got the audio to play in there. It's, it's quite amazing. The, we've had the producer Will take all the crackle and the hiss out of it. He's uh, sort of uh, taken some of the layers off and ran it through a compressor or whatever he said he was going to do. Uh, so it's a bit clearer. But um, this could be the first ever known communication from aliens via FM radio from Jupiter. Just have a listen and see if you can work out what the, what's happening. Slash his hat. <laughs> For those about to rock, we salute you. <laughs> well, it's crystal clear. It's just like listening on AM, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just about listening on AM. 12.15, yeah. Um, big shout-out to the AM heads out there. Uh, yes, so it seems they've just got the owner on a loop uh, from Jupiter. There you go. <laughs> We've got the exclusive here on the Social Ammo Desk. You'll be talking about it later when I've saved your data. It's your Thursday morning, which means it is time for your apologies, corrections and clarifications. Is one of those three things long overdue in your world? Well, this is the place to deliver it with vigour. Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk is how you get in touch, which is exactly what Chrissy has done. Good morning, Chrissy. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Dave. Very good. Lovely having you on the show. Thank um, you for having me. Chrissy, I know we haven't got you for long. We were just chatting off air there, and you are homeschooling a seven-year-old, a ten-year-old, yeah. and a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm studying as well. I'm doing a degree myself, so it's all a bit crazy. But, yeah, getting there. <laughs> oh, good for you. What, what are you studying, Chrissy? Uh, psychology. So I'm in my final year. So, yeah, dissertation. Oh, well, brilliant lot. for you. <laughs> Thank you. Some self-betterment during what's been a year of lockdowns is, is a great crazy. thing. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, Chrissy, I believe you're here to issue an apology. Um, yeah, who is this for, apology to? For my little sister, although she's not so little anymore. She's 34, I think, then. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Oh, well, you're going to have to apologise for that as well, Chrissy. There's no need yeah. to rub it in. <laughs> she's not little anymore. She's 34. Wow. <laughs> Give her a break, Chrissy, will you? Um, so what happened? What did you do to your little sister that warrants an apology? Well, Katie, I'm very sorry. Back in, I think it was 91, we got a Dolly Surprise doll. And you got a brown-haired one and I had a blonde-haired one and I wanted the, the brown-haired one and asked to swap and you didn't. So later on, when you weren't looking, I cut her hair off and I blamed it on our brother Lewis. So I'm really, really oh. sorry. <laughs> Is there a lot of apology for your brother in all of this as well, Chrissy? Surely. Yeah. Oh, no, he's a little one. You know, that, that's just a given. That's what you do, isn't it, to your little brother? <laughs> Chrissy doesn't care that they haven't spoken to one another in 25 years. Um, um, tell us a bit about the Dolly Surprise doll. What was was the hair its raison d'etre? Was that its was, most valuable asset? Yeah, well, yeah, because it had an arm and you'd pump the arm up 
and the hair would grow out the ponytail but then when you lifted the arm back up it would go it would go back up into her head it was you know it was amazing uh, for the, for its time <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you cut all its hair off out of jealousy yeah, bit of spite my but goodness she didn't realize at first she thought it was broken so she had a paddy and she was screaming at my mum because she thought that the doll was broken and then obviously they found the hair sort of half in the bin later and I blamed it on my brother. I was oh, like, like oh, his. <laughs> <laughs> so he was the one that got sent to bed. Um, and yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow, a dolly surprise for a knave. Yeah, um, so, so what, your, your little sister was pumping the doll's arm away, expecting the hair to pop out at any time. But you knew, Chrissy, that hair was never going to come. Yep. <laughs> and I sat and watched. <laughs> Wow, I've just had a little Google while we've been talking, uh, just to let you know that the uh, brown-haired uh, Dolly Surprise doll is currently going for £50 on auction <laughs> websites. So there's something for you to think about, Chrissy. Um, listen, great present. having you on the show. <laughs> Send our love to the kids. Good luck with the remainder of your degree, and we'll speak to you very oh, soon. Thanks, Dave. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the rest Lots of, of love, morning. Lots of love, Chrissy. Thank you, we Bye. will. So, Thursdays is Apologies, Corrections and Clarifications Day. Let's have them. It is your Thursday morning, and that is the day of the week that we have your apologies, corrections, and clarifications. And making one right now is Ben. Good morning, Ben. Morning, Dave. Morning, team. Morning. morning. Hello. Ben, great having you on the show. I, I'm privy to some of the details of what's about to be said on the show, and um, it does contain the three words, cracked her coccyx. And, you know, no one wants to have to read that out loud. Um, tell everybody what happened back in 92. Back in 1992, at St Barnabas Primary School in Worcester, I was in class with a girl called Vicky Brown. And she had to stand up and do some sort of speech. And while she was talking, I thought, man, this will be so funny. Everyone's going to laugh their heads off at this. And I just pushed my foot slightly onto her chair pushed it far enough away, I thought she's going to fall over, everyone's going to laugh, she's going to love it, everyone's going to love it. She sat down, well, tried to sit down, smacked her backside on the floor, and it, it turned out later she'd, as you said, cracked her coccyx. Um, she looked at me as if she like, no, I know that's you. She knew, I know Vicky, you Brown knew. <laughs> Vicky Brown She knew, yeah. she knew, but the teacher assumed Whoa. that Vicky must have accidentally knocked it out of the way when she stood up, so I never... <laughs> it never went further than that and all these years later I would just like to say Vicky Brown of Worcester I am sorry Wow, well of course you and Vicky have been married for four years now which is really <laughs> Now you have to slip a cushion under her every time she sits down um, <laughs> Okay, Ben. I think. I mean, it's it's childish behaviour. I mean, but it's happening in classrooms. It was happening before homeschooling in classrooms up and down the land. Um, if you are listening Probably to this, you're being homeschooled. Don't do this to your little brother or sister whilst they're trying to listen to the teacher on Zoom. Please don't. Um, learn from Ben's wise words. And Ben, it's been great having you on the show. Stay safe, man. We'll speak to you soon. And you guys, love the show. Thank you. That's very sweet, Ben. Thank you very much indeed. So it's apologies, it's corrections, <laughs> it's clarifications. Dave Berry's 100 Collection. Absolute 80s. It's your Thursday morning and coming up next, a moment that I'm not going to lie, I've not really been looking forward to. 
It has been staring at me down the long road of putting together the 100 collection. We're going to select, with your help, the 10 greatest albums of the 1990s. And to say that this has been a thankless task <laughs> would be an understatement. I'm getting dog's abuse from my own stable mates. <laughs> uh, Leona won't leave me alone. On Twitter, she's abusing me left, right and centre. <laughs> because she thinks missing from the top 10 greatest albums of the 1980s, again, as selected by all of us, it's a conversation, not a vote. And Matt Dyson, I've just discovered during the last song that you agree, Dire Straits yeah. Brother in Arms should have been in there. Yeah, well, I do, I do agree, but I'm not going to start trolling you on social media because <laughs> I feel that strongly about it, so it's fine. It's fine that it's not in there. It's not the end of the world, but I would have put it in personally. Yeah, it's a great Okay. Album. Okay, well, it is a great album, but the 10 that go into the 100 collection are also great albums. Have a listen to this. Over 70 songs were recorded with a final blistering 12 making the cut. It is, of course, The Boss and Born in the USA. Censored by MTV in the 1980s and banned from the BBC, so good they named them twice, making the 10 is Duran Duran and Rio. at number one and over 70 weeks in the album charts it was a must be included by our very own Richie Firth it's the Human League and Dare her very first performance was at the London School of Furniture in 1976 she has captured hearts again and again and again she is, of course, the one and only Kate Bush and the album that reminds me of my mum and dad having house parties. This is Hounds of Love. Matt Dyson really did threaten to quit if this wasn't on the list. And who am I to complain? So many of you said it was a must-be-included too. It is, of course, Paul Simon and Graceland. I can call you Betty, Betty when you call me. He had a staggering nine albums to choose from in the 1980s. We counted up which ones you liked the most and coming out on top and making the final ten, it's Prince and 1999. Johnny Marr's parents were so upset by the title of this album that he asked Morrissey to change it. But Morrissey, being Morrissey, of course, refused. Yes, it's the Smiths and the Queen is dead. Controversy will ensue. Some say they're an 80s band, some say they are definitely from the 90s. But this was released in 1989 and it is one of my favourite albums of all time. It had to be in the 10. This is The Stone Roses. The Stone Roses. Fast Car. Talking about a revolution. Baby Can I Hold You, just three of the incredible singles from the legendary Tracy Chapman's self-titled album. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car, speed so fast it felt like I was drunk, city lights day out before, and your arms... And finally, what can be said? Making up the ten, it's you two and the Joshua Tree. But still, 
And so there we go. They are the 10 greatest albums of the 1980s added to my 100 collection. I think it's a good selection team. Mm. I mean, once again, hearing it yeah. there. Yeah. No, I think it's fine. I really like Tracy Chapman's inclusion. Some people have complained about that, but I think it was one of the albums I remember from the decade. Well, I mean, it was to start a conversation and it's great that you guys are, you know, overjoyed about some things being in there and you feel that there are some missing as well. I mean, to take it back to Leona, this is the lovely appeasing message that I, I put on Twitter to her, right? I, I just wrote, uh, this was yesterday, I hear you, the Queen of Rock, I really do, but alas, yours, even though a powerful one, was just one of thousands of opinions that needed to be considered. There is a whole category coming along that will appease you and hopefully then you can finally forgive me and then a love heart emoji. And she replied with, tread very carefully, David. (laughs) 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 A a thankless task. (laughs) But thank you very much indeed for getting involved. You can join the conversation using the hashtag The 100 Collection. Dave Berry's 100 Collection. Absolute Radio 90s. Top of the morning to you and welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where, as we know, real music matters. Which is why I thought I have the kind of listenership that can help me create something. An ambitious project, yes, one so big it can be seen from space. It is to curate the 100 greatest albums of all time. We have chosen 10 from the 60s, 10 from the 70s, 10 from the 80s, and today, well, we're fully focused on the 1990s. And here's how that decade sounded. This is going to be so hard. Jeez, Glenn. I mean, see, I don't get to hear that. I hear that the first time you hear it out there. And Mm. I I thought I had something. I forgot about the Beastie Boys and I forgot about the Verve. (laughs) And I forgot about Beck (laughs) and Daft Punk. It's it's missing a few. It's missing, you know, your Gina G's, your your Savage Garden, your Bewitched. (laughs) (laughs) There's no Mambo number five in there. I hear you, Glenn. I hear you. Um... It's a it's a tough oh wow yeah it's a tough one I mean you guys have already started putting your opinions forward and that's what this is all about use the hashtag the 100 collection um, definitely maybe by Oasis never mind by Nirvana uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Chili Peppers Automatic for the People by REM Uktong Baby by U2 Blue Lines by Massive Attack that was the soundtrack to my childhood says Nate. Well, Nate, there's some big old records in that list there. Um, Owen says, I'm lobbying hard for the below. Along with Nirvana, I think you should also include the levelers. 
Leveling the Ground. It formed a huge part of my soundtrack in the 90s. Uh, Boys for Pele, Tori Amos was the first album I ever bought. Please include it, Dave, says Jenny. Um, and Gareth says, basically, Dave, you need to include the Britpop big hitters. You need Mosley Shoals by Ocean Colour Scene, Stanley Road by Paul Weller, What's the Story by Oasis, and Parklife by Blur. That should do you for a start. Well, that's what you guys are saying out there, and we want another expert opinion on the air, and it's coming next, in the shape of the man who puts the 90s in 80s versus 90s. Yes, hometime host supremo Andy Bush is on the way with his thoughts. Next. Dave Berry's 100 Collection, Absolute Radio 90s. It's your Thursday morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, where we're about to embark on... An impossible mission, and that is to pick the 10 greatest albums from the decade, the 1990s. This is the one that I am personally struggling with the most, so I need the help of people in the know. That's why you guys out there are having your say using the hashtag The 100 Collection, and why right now we're joined by the man who puts the 90s in 80s versus 90s. From the Hometime Show, it's Bush. Good morning, Bush. Morning, how you doing? Great to, uh, great to, great to have me on. Oh, my God, I sound like, what's his name? The uh, the health secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Hancock. He's come over all Hancockian. <laughs> great to have me on, Dave. It's brilliant to have me on. It is great to have you on. Allow myself to introduce myself. I'm Dave Berry. And <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> Mate, it's it's great having you on. It's early. We understand. You've got a show this afternoon heading into the evening. We totally get it. Um, but, mate, listen, I know that you're fully focused and you have a, a clarity of mind when it comes to what should be included in the 10 greatest albums of the 1990s. I'm just going to hand it over to you, man. Are there any ones that you just you have to see in there or we're never going to speak again? What, what are those bad boys? Well, I, I agree with you, Dave, in that it's a pressure one because... I don't think anyone can argue that the 90s is the best decade of music, but bar none. It's just there's so many great bands releasing so many great albums, so it's really difficult. Uh, I just want to kick off by uh, addressing, obviously you had Richie on, my partner in crime, the other day, going on about the 80s. And the mm-hmm. thing that bugs me with the 80s is they've claimed the Stone Roses album, which is, it's a 90s album trapped in an 80s body. It's really unfair. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's much like myself in many ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like a decade gerrymandering or I almost feel like it should be nudged back towards the 90s. So, unfortunately, we can't claim that. There's so many brilliant albums, though. Uh, Prodigy, Fat the Land, amazing. Nirvana, Nevermind, that's got to be in there. Primal Scream, Screamadelica, uh, that's another absolute yeah. beauty. Uh, Massive, Massive Attack and Blue Lines is a great album that doesn't really get the love it deserves. That's the backtrack for me of so many nights at university or going to uh, mm. fleece and firkin pubs and drinking beer and stuff like that as well. And, and there's just a couple. You've got Mezzanine as well, though. Their other offering of, of the 90s, one of the, one of the truly great al- albums from Massive Attack. Absolutely. So that, you know, but we can't have two albums by the same artist in the 10. That's the problem. That's a good point. And the, and the front cover of that album, again, this is all you know, about vinyl and stuff as well. The front cover of Mezzanine is fantastic. And it also is a brilliant name. Until you find out what Mezzanine is, which is just like a slightly raised platform we might have a bed or some storage space in the house <laughs> they were disappointing do you know what I mean <laughs> um, but, but some other curveballs just to throw in the mixer Gene and Olympian has got to be in there Gene one of the greatest bands of oh, the 90s that never get any credit that was a lovely song a be- I don't know about the album but that was a lovely song a beautiful song uh, PJ Harvey Rid of Me and I'm also going to put some pressure on you guys Ooh. to put in Rage Against the Machine self-entitled Ooh. debut and Evil Empire two of the greatest albums yes. of all time wow it's tough. Okay. 
So what about, I mean, that's a great list there, Bush. There's no denying that. What, what about the kind of, some people are already saying it's got to have the big Britpop yes. bands in there. We've got to see Blur Park Life. We've got to see Oasis. But do we see, given the rule, do we see definitely maybe, or what's the story morning glory in your opinion, Bush? I'm putting you on the spot there. No, it's really tricky. I just don't think you can beat uh, the original, the first Oasis album, definitely maybe. I think with the best will in the world to Oasis, as each album went on, they got a bit further away from the kind of cigarette smoke, chaos, fighting each other on stage type thing that the first album represents. So uh, I, for me, it's got definitely maybe 100%. I just think it's their greatest album. And like, you know, it's got songs like Columbia on it and Slide Away, you just can't beat that. So it's only me and Liam Gallagher that want to put um, the third album, Be Here Now, in then. Okay, I'll scrub that one off, got you, no problem. Um, listen, Bush, it's been great having you on Talking Music. Thank you very much indeed for doing so. You've given us plenty of food for thought. And of course, Bush, you're going to be back with Richie on the Hometime Show tonight from 4pm, where amongst other things, you're going to be giving away 17,000 pounds to paying someone's bills um have a nice day man love to the family can't wait to see you in person real soon cheers bush cheers guys thanks very much take care so head online to the absolute radio socials right now use that hashtag the 100 collection and tell me what should be included in the 10 greatest albums of the 1990s the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where, as we all know, real music matters. But we also know what else matters. And that is, of course, the trade. Because I can envisage it right now. Another pesky national lockdown. We're all stuck indoors. What are we saying to one another? What are we saying to ourselves? Now that I think about it, the living room does need a lick of paint. What do you mean we can't get planning permission? Of course we will! Scandi monochrome was so last year, I want the whole place in rustic country now. The entire house needs to be changed. They're the kind of things happening up and down the country. <laughs> uh, so the people that are going to be making those things happen for you are, of course, the trade, which is why this week we're going to give one lucky trade person the chance to win £10,000, all thanks to Wix Trade Pro. If you're in the trade, you you can save 10% every time you shop at Wix with no minimum spend when you sign up to the Wix Trade Pro app. No thresholds, no short-term discounts, no nonsense. Download the app right now. And joining us online, one, we have Leo. Good morning, Leo. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? Lovely having you on the show. Yeah, very good. Thanks for asking. It's pretty evident, isn't it? Everything's <laughs> fine this end, Leo. Just fine. <laughs> Lockdown suits me so well. Am I speaking today or am I speaking to one of the other personas that you've got? <laughs> <laughs> I like the Irish guy. Uh, you, he sounds nice. You got, okay, uh, so, Leo, tell us who you're so nominating much. as your tradesperson <laughs> and why. I'm nominating my dad, who's, uh, who's also called Dave, very strong name. And, um, yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, my father, um, an educator, but he's a painter and decorator by trade. He's been a painter and decorator for, I'd say, over 40 years. I've lost count because he's... He's right old now. Um, and yeah, that's who I'm nominating. <laughs> Well, Leo, that's lovely. Uh, to keep this in the family, your, your dad, Dave, sounds like a really hard-working guy. And so it has come the time to hear the ode that you have penned for him. Here it is with all the Absolute Radio production bells and whistles. <laughs> My old man, Dave the Decorator, will paint your house with skill and pride. Ain't no one better. A strong coffee and boiled egg for brekkie every morning. His hair is long and jokes most of the time are boring. 
He never looks for praises, he's not one to boast. He just goes on quietly working for those he loves the most. He's David Bowie, Mick Jagger and Robert Plant all rolled into one. My mad dad Dave, I'm proud to say that I'm your son. Oh, lovely stuff. Very nicely on. Yeah, like very touching (laughs) sentiment at the end, contained the names of some of the greatest rock stars ever to grace planet Earth, and the words boiled egg. So that's really good. (laughs) Nicely done, Leo. Um, We are going to be finding out the winner of the £10,000 towards some much-deserved time off tomorrow on the show. So we could be speaking to you right then once our judges have had a little listen to all the entries from across the week. Send our love to your dad and we'll speak to you real soon, Leo. Okay, cool. Will do. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot, man. Take care now. And that was all thanks to Wix Trade Pro. Don't forget, if you're in the trade, you can save 10% every time you shop at Wix with no minimum spend when you sign up to the Wix Trade Pro app. Matt, you just finish it off for me, man, because I'm not going to be able to do it. I know I'm not. I know you struggle with it, Dave, but it's really quite simple. Just no thresholds, no short-term discounts, no nonsense. Download the Wix Trade Pro app. It's not that simple, is it? To sign up, it's not. It's not. Oh, (laughs) crikey. It's your Thursday morning, and it is the perfect time for a little round of the Blockbuster video board game. Now, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law bought this for me as a Christmas gift. When we kicked off the show in 2021, I thought I would bring it along to the kitchen table and we could all have a go. Glenn is proving to be the champion when it comes to his movie knowledge, but Matt and Emma aren't doing too badly either. And this morning, well, joining them is Kerry. Good morning, Kerry. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, team. Good morning. Hello. Kerry, hello. Are you a big movie buff? Are you ready for this? Uh, a little bit. I love it. I'll give it a good go. You're going to give it a good go. We can't ask any more than that, I suppose. So this is what's going to happen. I am going to pluck a card from the head-to-head section of the Blockbuster video board game. On it will be a type or genre of movie. And all you need to do is go round in a circle and name one, each after the other, until the person who cannot have a go will get a point. The lowest scorer at the end will be the winner. And so... Glenn, we begin with you. We're then going to go mm-hmm. to Matt, to Emma, and then to Kerry. Let's have a little look at the card this morning. Glenn, name a movie with Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible. Matt, go oh. ahead. Top Gun. Emma. Oh, thank you for not stealing mine. Cocktail. <laughs> Very good. Kerry. Oh, we had Mission Impossible. We've had Mission Impossible. You got another one? Uh. Oh, Casino. No, I've not got a clue. Sorry. Okay, well, there we go. (laughs) Kerry, it was short and sweet, your appearance on the Blockbuster Video Board Game. Uh, We're going to send you a Dave Berry breakfast show mug. Make yourself a nice hot cup of tea and sit down and get involved in Tom Cruise's rich back catalogue. And thank you for tuning in. We'll speak to you soon. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Kerry. Bye now. Okay, I think we pick it up. You know, Kerry gave it a best shot. <laughs> it's not easy on. just to join the party. But I think we, uh, we'll pick up with, uh, with you, Glenn. Glenn, go ahead. A shot. Uh, born on the 4th of July. Matt. Rain Man. Emma. Vanilla Sky. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, risky Business. Jerry Maguire. Oh, I was going to say Jerry Maguire. 
Um, are, are we encompassing all of the Mission Impossibles in one? If you can name we the kind of tagline, then you will yeah, get Yeah, yeah, you can't just say three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. God, I think I'm out then, guys. Emma is out and getting herself a point. Unlucky Emma and unlucky to Kerry as well. Um, some of the ones we missed out. Well, Emma, you made a valid point there. I would have accepted Mission Impossible Fallout and Ghost Protocol. Uh, we had both Rain Man and Jerry Maguire, Risky Business. We had The Mummy, the ill-fated venture into oh, uh, <laughs> into that kind of action horror by Tom Cruise. Eyes Wide Shut, Oblivion, The Brilliant, The Last Samurai, uh, American Made. And then back into the old school, there was Legend, which came out in 1985. And even before that, uh, a very young Tom Cruise in a movie called Taps which came out in 1981. Um, so, um, lovely having you on the show, Kerry. Thank you for tuning in. The Blockbuster Video Board Game will return to the show tomorrow. It is time to bid you farewell for what has been one hell of a show and all of the meaty bits of this show are hanging off of one giant juicy bone and that is your opinion on the top 10 albums of the 1990s which are the greatest which should make it to my 100 collection please continue to inform and give us your opinions using the hashtag the 100 collection uh, now we leave you with a podcast the names where the bell has been rung in my mind because I left it in the studio before we had to evacuate and broadcast you from our kitchen tables was big shout out to the AM heads out there. Uh, that was you, Matt. It was a lovely touching moment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people still listen on the old 1215 frequency. 1215! <laughs> um, I like Irish Dave best. Um, trolled by <laughs> Leona. Um, but I think uh, we have to go with, inspired by a listener by the name of Chrissy, making an apology live on the show, is cranking the arm, but nothing happened. So we'll leave you with that podcast <laughs> and this message. We'll be back tomorrow, 6am. Stay safe, stay entertained. Arrivederci. He came, he saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try again. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.